It's all good, it's okay. Sometimes we make mistakes here and there. We regret the choices that we made. Luckily, we get to break and reap the benefits of decisions. We decide by chance or enlightenment. By one step at a time, we'll conquer this. Talk it over, vocalize, discuss our problems. The solution resides sometimes in conversation. We had someone packing this baggage is advantageous. These here are our choices. Sometimes we can't avoid it, but at times we enjoy it. Other times we're up with these choices. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is your girl, Ween, and you are tuned into the Choices Podcast. Be sure to hit that follow, subscribe button if you haven't done so already, so that you're notified about all the latest episodes. I love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so send me a message. I've got Lene and Danny with me today to talk about one of the toughest and most rewarding responsibilities we've ever experienced, being a mom. Sometimes motherhood is beautiful, fun, joyful, smiles, laughter, and contentment. Other times it's overwhelming, exhausting, depressing, crying spells, staying closed, and messy hair. Would you guys agree? Pretty much basically. (laughs) In a nutshell. (laughs) So I have to say, you know, being a mom of two, I've experienced, I believe, all of the highs and lows. I would say two totally different pregnancies, two totally different kids, two totally different experiences. I know with my first, it was, to me, a complete, not a complete shock, but it was kind of like, okay, well, what do I do now? You know, when you leave mm-hmm. the hospital, yep. you've had that 24-7 care, and you get home, you're like, hey, I got to do this by myself. Yeah. <laughs> So what what was, you know, you guys experiences when you, you know, delivered the baby and they're in your arms and you're just like, what were your first thoughts? So for me, well, my first pregnancy was a difficult one. My daughter, she was born eight weeks early. Oh, wow. So she was a tiny little thing and she had to stay in the NICU for five weeks. Wow. So it, it was absolutely scary, but she was healthy. So I think that made it even harder because I was so used to hospital staff assisting me with yeah. her for the first month of her life. And then being that she was so small and bringing her home was frightening. Yeah. Like, I'm a first time mom. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with a premature baby. Like, help. <laughs> all, all, I can, all I can think of and how I can describe it. But it was a struggle. Great support system. My parents were there. My husband at the time. So it was frightening, but again, it was rewarding. Mm-hmm. So how were they, were your, were they two di- totally different? Like your son and your daughter? Oh, completely like, different. Oh, okay, okay. Completely different. My daughter, very independent, very to herself. My son is clingy, <laughs> loves to be up under me. I mean, very loving, you know, and they're both very sweet kids. They, right. they do have that in common. But my daughter's so much so independent, reserved quiet mm-hmm. my son is like loud in your face like want to be up underneath <laughs> you like life of the party so very different you have to discipline them differently yeah and when I brought him home still scary because now I'm dealing they're a little less than three years apart a toddler and an infant oh wow yeah um so that was difficult as well yeah because Jordan, my daughter, was used to being the only. Mm-hmm. And then I'm bringing home this baby, and she's like, "Why is he here? Right. You know, like can he go back? He was, he was at the hospital, but right. you know, you know, he's here to stay. Yeah, this is this is what we're doing. Mom. Right? I didn't know you were bringing him home. Yeah, like I mean, like he's been in your belly. We talk about him, but he's here to stay. Yeah. So that was that was an adjustment. 
Well, I think it's only because they were so close in age. Right. Yeah. I, for me, you know, I have one, and Caden is five. Clearly, he's a stalker. <laughs> and it was, you know, I felt like when I found out I was pregnant, it was a, a total surprise. I mean, even though my dad says, you do grown up things, grown up things happen. But when I got pregnant, when I realized I was pregnant, I was on vacation. And, you know, I always track that type of thing. And so when it came out, I was just like, oh, my goodness. And the person I was dating at the time, and I say dating because, you know, we were just dating. It wasn't serious or anything like that. And Caden came. And my first thought was, oh, I got this because my mom raised tons of children. My mom had a daycare. And so I was like, oh, you know how to change pampers. You know, you like, you got this, B. You got that. And I literally said that to myself, you got this, B. And I remember busting out crying when I saw the lines because I knew I was pregnant. But once you see them lines, mm-hmm. and I was with my God sisters at the time, and we were we were going on a cruise, and I was like, I'm pregnant. I'm going to be somebody's mom. And I busted out crying. And they were like, well, what's wrong? I was like, I'm going to be somebody's mom. <laughs> and so, you know, I, my pregnancy was pretty much, you know, pretty much textbook or, or whatever like that. And when, like when you said, when it came time to take him home, I was just like, so yeah, like what's about like what's about to happen? Y'all ain't coming with me. <laughs> right? I was just like, oh my goodness. So I was living with his dad at the time, and he actually got a month off from work. And so he was home with me, which helped because I had to have a C-section. And you know, people have this conversation about C-section is not a real delivery. And mm-hmm. I was just like, friend, mm-hmm. they take your organs out, mm-hmm. bro. Like, and they have to put them back in. Mm-hmm. And so dealing with healing, dealing with a newborn, dealing with being up at night, and then literally operating off of like three hours of sleep. And people tell you sleep when your baby sleeps. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good mm-hmm. thing that you think you're gonna do, but that don't happen. <laughs> and so I feel like, like you said, Ween, it's the most rewarding, frustrating, loving thing that you can do because you're so tired. And even though you're so tired, you still have to manage and pour into this little person. Mm -hmm. And so I love being his mom. But like you said, it's just like, I got to do this for the rest of my life. Because, you know, like we know, we don't don't stop calling our moms after we turn 18 or 21. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just. And I know there's still days where they're just like. Get off my phone. Right. Right. Like, I haven't done that right. right. And so I think to myself, my son is going to be calling me like, mom. And I'm just going to be like, bro, you don't even live here no more. Like, And I'd be talking to him like that. I'd be like, bro. And he'd be like, mommy, don't call me, bro. So, you know. You you brought up a good point about the the C-section and that not being seen as bring a, a mom mm-hmm. or, or or giving birth the yeah. natural way yeah. and for a long time i felt guilty because yeah. i had to have a c-section right. c-section well technically two right. um mm-hmm. the first you know with Aaliyah because you know she was breached and decided i'm not turning for nobody right. i don't <laughs> care what you say i'm not coming out I so and you tried everything i did like, i tried, tried acupuncture yeah, you, you know we tried different exercises yeah. different movements and even up until the day where my C-section was scheduled, they checked and she was like, nope, she's still there. And I'm like, you know, well, that's just what it is. Right. You know, and then with Gianna, I was in labor for probably a strong 12 to 14 hours mm. and I had only dilated five centimeters. Right. Yes. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, can you just get right. her? Like, I'm yes. tired. Right. She's yes. t- apparently tired because her, you know, heart rate and stuff yes. was... Right. fluctuating so we're just like okay you know let's just do the c-section right. 
And you know what really bothered me in the beginning when I went when I was in triage because my water broke. That was new to me because right. my water right. never broke before. Right. The nurse kept pushing. You don't have a C-section. You want to have a C-section. I'm just right. like, maybe trying to rush you, lady. Like, right. calm switch down. Over, switch over to another. Right. right. Yeah. I'm just like, calm down. Like, I'm having contractions. I don't even know if I'm in labor. Yeah. Like, you told me to come in here to test to see if my water actually broke, but here you are and harassing me for a mm-hmm. C-section. So it's just, it, it makes you feel even more guilty when mm-hmm. the baby comes via C-section and you're just like, oh, you had the baby. How was your labor about? Well, I had a C-section. You're kind of like, mm, you had a yeah. C-section? Right, like it's yeah. easy. Right, yeah. and I'm just like, no, I wasn't able to have my baby natural. Not yeah. that I didn't want to, but right. that's just not how it panned out. Yeah. And then I've already first been cut in two. Pretty right. much, basically. And mm-hmm. I'm up moving around. Mm-hmm. Like a little old lady because yeah. I'm in so much pain yeah, right, yeah. that if I move abruptly at all, I'm ripping the stitches right. and then I'm back here in the hospital, you know? Because you still have to be the mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's things that you have to do for your baby that yeah. other people other cannot. People right. So, yeah. Yeah. Like the whole breastfeeding thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Yes, I want to do it, but at the same time, like, dang, she got to eat again. Like, yeah. you just, hey, I'm it tired. Like yeah. I remember telling my mom and Claire, I remember telling I was like, I feel like a cow. Because it's like right when you finish, you got to pump. And then, then they want some more. And you just like, oh my goodness. Just, you know what? I, why do I need to wear clothes? Like, why? Like, I just might just be. You see a latch on right. Let me just like, lean over for you. Right, seriously. <laughs> And it's funny that you mentioned that because that was a big thing for me, you know, like wanting to breastfeed. And I remember doing it and I remember telling um, my son's father, I was like, I want to do this. And I was like, and I know that I have a low tolerance to pain. I said, so if at any moment I say I don't want to do this, remind me that I said I want to do it. And I was going to stick to it at least for a month or two. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day I was crying. You know, I had tried the, the creams and all that stuff like yeah. that. And I was just like, oh, my God. It was all, and I was t- like bawling. And, you know, those after you have your kid emotions, they be like yeah, through the all, roof. Yeah. And so I was just crying and bawling. And he was like, B, you said you wanted to do this. And he was like, if you want to stop, you can stop. He was like, we'll do whatever you want to do. He was like, but I'm reminding you what you said. And I was just like, ooh. <laughs> and so I feel like I stuck with it. And like two days later, it didn't bother me anymore mm-hmm. to nurse. And then, you know, of course, I nursed him until he was like almost three. God, goodness gracious. <laughs> But like wanting to stick to in your mind, having how you think your pregnancy and after that is going to go and then how it goes yeah. is like a constant battle yeah. because you're like, I thought it was going to be this, but it has to be this. And how do I how do I get over the fact that it's not how I thought it was? Gonna yeah. be? You know what I'm saying? And that was a struggle for me. Like I just at times I didn't know how I was going to handle it. But I will say, you know, when you have a village surrounding you, that mm-hmm. helped me tons because I went through a period where I went through postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and it was just terrible. And I didn't even realize I was going through it until I was at my son's appointment and I just busted out crying. And then my son's father made me laugh and I started crying. He was like, what's the matter with you? And I was like, I don't know. And it was like watching a Lifetime movie. I was like, what is going on with me? And I realized it was postpartum depression. So it's just being a mom is crazy. It is. And like though your hormones are all over the place. And I remember after having Aaliyah, I also suffered from postpartum depression. And I remember because Lara had gone back to work. So oh, it was just me yeah. at home. And, you know, she's constantly wanting to nurse or doesn't want me to put her down. Yep. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to lose it. And I think the only thing that helped me through that was the fact that my mom called every day on her lunch break. Mm-hmm. 
And she called. It wasn't anything long. Just like, hey, how you doing? You know, what's Celia doing? You know, what have you guys been up to today? And just like hearing her voice mm-hmm. and just being able to express how I was feeling at the moment helped tremendously. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's like you're there by yourself and you're the only one that's content to the baby. Mm-hmm. It's just like, can I just clock out just for a minute? Can you just lay here just for a minute? Just let me just grab my composure real quick. And they're like, no, pick me up now. Like, I don't care what you're going through. You know, you don't understand how much you need that adult interaction. You like, just don't think about anything. And you know, it's funny because a lot of my friends and my sisters included had children before I did. Mm. And so by the time I had my son, it was just like, okay, this, I, I thought I was being a good friend and a good sister by giving my friends space to be with their new baby, to be with their partner and to to delve into this new thing that they were doing. And in reality, they probably would have been happy talking to yeah. me about the laundry, about TV. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until I was sitting in it myself. And I was just like, I wish somebody would call me. But once I finally expressed that to people around me, mm-hmm. they would, like you said, they would call me, Danielle, what you doing? Oh, I just put it bit. Okay, well, great. I'm going to talk to you about what's going on at work. I'm going to talk to you about a TV show you like. Mm-hmm. And it was like, once I got that, it was just like, oh, okay. I'm not perfect in dealing with this, but I can, I look forward to people just yeah. calling me, talking to me about nothing because I did, you know, like you say, you around this baby and the baby can't talk to you because the baby's staring at you and you staring at the baby. <laughs> and the baby's the problem in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I need you to get up a wall. <laughs> Whatever it is you're crying about, can you right. figure it out? Exactly. Figure it out. Okay. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Because both of us want sleep. <laughs> I remember telling them, please go to sleep. Like, you know, when they be up at like 3 a.m. Right. I'd be like, please go to sleep. And they yeah. just be looking, right, just like, looking at you. Please, please. And they got another smile. Yes. Yes. Like, and no. they be like, oh, no, go to sleep. No, it's not the time we get. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can be cute doing when yes. the sun comes up. Yes. Right. At nighttime, I need you to close your eyes yes. and go to sleep. That was party yes. central. Yes. I used to be so yes. confused. I'd be like, what? <laughs> sleep all day, up all night. Yes, yes. this is not the womb. <laughs> No, you're not nocturnal. And then you brought up a point about the breastfeeding. I know, and, and the goals you set during your pregnancy. And I know with Aaliyah, I was like, yeah, I want to nurse her for the first year. That's my goal. That's mm-hmm. my goal. And I think I got like six months in and I'm just like, and I had gone back to work. And, you know, with the stress of work mm-hmm. and the stress of being, you know, taking care of her your body just doesn't keep up. Mm-hmm. So the, my production had gone down. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm just not producing enough and she's hungry and I'm going to have to give her formula. And I hate to do that. And I was mm-hmm. devastated. Like bad, yeah. I remember calling Lair and I was just like bawling my eyes out. I'm just like, I I'm not just not producing enough and she's hungry and I'm going to have to put her in formula. He was like, well, you did it for seven months. Yeah. Like cheering for yourself that you mm-hmm. were able to nurse her for seven months. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, I know. But I said, I want to yeah. do a year and I can't do it because my yeah. body's not letting me do it. So like not being able to match that with match up to that goal was hurting. And then with Aaliyah, I said, set the same goal. And I was able to do that. Although like towards the end, it started to, my production started to go down but with her caregiver was so encouraging because she was like, no, I'm not giving her formula. She right. was like, we'll give her water. Right. We'll feed her yeah. more. Yeah. And then we'll give her, no, you know, do yeah. give us what you have and yeah. we'll, make it, we'll make it work. And that's exactly what she did. Yeah. So, you know, she never touched it for not to say that anything's wrong with formula. Right. You know, you feed your baby the best, what's best for them. Yeah. But that was my goal. And 
I was able to do that with her. And then it got to the point where, you know, it was what it was funny when I would go away. Mm-hmm. Oh, that joke was yeah. flowing like crazy. <laughs> and then when I come back, she act like she don't want it. I'm yeah. just like, girl, you gonna drink? Society makes us feel that way, though. Yeah, Society yeah. makes us feel like if we don't do what we set out to do as a mother, that we're bad. Instead of letting us know that being a mom, it has its ebbs and flows and there mm-hmm. are different journeys to it. Instead of this one, you need Absolutely. to do this, you need to do this, or your child is going to turn into X, Y, and Z. Yeah. They make us feel bad. Right. And it's just like, I ain't got time to feel bad. Like, he alive, he healthy, and... That's all I got today. And then the next day we'll take care of itself. Like people just, they just, society has a, has done a terrible job of making us feel bad about parenting different. And that's yeah. terrible. I actually had the same issue as far as not being able to breastfeed my daughter because she was in the NICU. Mm. So like I physically couldn't, she was in an incubator right. for the majority of the time that she was there. So I couldn't even hold her mm, to wow. actually uh, yeah. breastfeed. So I, when I was breastfeeding her, I breastfed her while she was in the hospital. It wasn't actually by breast. Mm-hmm. I had to pump and they had to give her, mm-hmm. give it to her by a tube and eventually by bottle. But because we didn't have that connection, mm-hmm. I, it wasn't skin to skin contact. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't producing. Right. And she was premature. Mm-hmm. So there was issues where we have, we have to get her weight up. And because right. I'm not producing, yeah, I'm not giving her what she needs. So right. I, I went through a very rough period, a, a lot of guilt, and I had to actually give her formula to get her weight up so she could leave. Right. So she was, while she was in the hospital, it was part breast milk mm. and then majority formula. And it was a right. special formula because she was premature. Right. And so that guilt that I felt for giving yeah. her formula, mm-hmm. and then even with coming home, she had to keep up with, keep her weight up and we had to keep her on formula yeah. because she had special dietary yeah. needs. And it was rough. Yeah. It was rough. And I think for a long time, like I blamed myself. I blamed my job for the reason why she came early, even mm. though it might not have been the case. Right. So I get it. Like we blame ourselves because we want to give our children the best. Right. This is what society tells us. This mm-hmm. is what our children need. Yeah. But look at her now. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, like she's healthy. She was healthy then. I just felt as though I needed to do what everyone said I was supposed to do for her. Yeah. So we beat ourselves up way too much. Way too much. much, Way too much. And, you know, it's funny. I was, when I was talking to my mom, when my mom was living, I would tell her, I'm going on vacation or I'm going a weekend with the girls. And she'd be like, well, when I was raising y'all, I didn't get a break. And I was like, well, mom, we realize now. That we need it. Breaks, I, mean, like, yeah. I love my son, yeah. but bruh, like if I because if I'm not the best me, then right. I can't be the, the best, best mom, mom to yeah. him. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's just like mm-hmm. I, and even if it's just an hour or two, and I feel like you know my friends who have had kids after me, that's the one piece of advice I tell them: take the even if it's one day a month mm-hmm. to get your nails done, your hair done, to get a massage. You need that, and you need more than once a month. But mm-hmm. if that's all that you can spare for yourself, you need that yep. without responsibilities, without having to worry about somebody tugging and pulling you. That has kept me sane a lot of the time to look forward to getting my hair done. I'll be like, oh, you know what? I got Kaden all week, but Sunday I'm getting my nails done. And I know for two and a half hours, I don't have to be mm-hmm. mom. I could just be Danielle. And we lose sight of ourselves because we're mom. And yeah. it's funny because when I remember the first time I went to pick up Kaden when he started to walk, 
And they were just like, oh, okay, and his mama's here. And I'm like, dang, I can't even be dang. No. Like, I'm literally, you know, I can't even smile. Right. Like, is this life now? But that is life. But yeah. it's, I hate the fact that we lose our, we, we lose, we were people before yep. we became our kids' mama. You yep. know what I'm saying? And why does society make us feel so bad for trying to hold on to a piece of ourselves? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's, a, it's the same with the grandparents. Like, you show up at the house, where Y'all you're... right on past you. Yes. Give me the baby. Yes. Like, yes. hello. Like, yes. I had the baby. Yes. Like, I'm your kid. Like, like I'm yours. Like, yeah. Right. Pack a stuff up for them to take. Yes. Can, I get a, can I get a snack bag? <laughs> like, How about yes. his favorite snack? Can I get some extra mac and cheese? Well, you know, I know what he likes. You know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our parents used to be famous for saying, we ain't got McDonald's money. But now, for us to carry everything Mm -hmm. in addition to being who we are and what we want to do. And I also think that not only setting time for yourself, you know, to either get away or to even sit, read a book or take a bath or I don't know, have a glass of wine on the porch or the Mm -hmm. deck without being interrupted by mommy, I want this Mm -hmm. or can I have? Oh, what are you doing? Right. And then just like this, like just getting together with your girls, like that's a big thing too, you know, whether or not they're moms as well or not, but just getting together and having that, that fellowship just rejuvenates you as well. Cause you're able to release, you're like, oh, I don't have to be a mom right now. I can just kick it with my girls like we used to. I can act, I can act up. I can, you know, it's just, it's just. It's, it's, a it's funny. It's good for the soul. Yeah, it really you know, is. It is, and it's funny that you mentioned the friend aspect when you have kids because I remember I have a I have a friend, and we've gotten way closer now. But when I I met her before I got pregnant or whatever, and she was you know my friend of course before my pregnancy, and she met my son and stuff like that. But she got offended because she would ask to hang out and I would just be like, oh well, I don't want to leave Troy with Kaden or I. I would leave Caden with like someone else, but I would call and check on him. This was before Caden turned one. And she stopped talking to me. Mm. She felt like offended because she was like, well, you know, you keep saying you don't want to hang out. I try to, you know, I try to get you out. And, and then I see you, you know, on social media and you're hanging out. I said, well, the people I hang out with don't necessarily mind if I bring Caden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll go with you. It's just, I, I wasn't comfortable at the time with leaving my child with someone. Like I remember leaving Caden with his grandma, who is very, you know, capable of taking care of, you know, she has three kids, so that wasn't the issue. But he was my first kid. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I felt some type of way. And I heard him crying in the background. And she told me, Daniel, don't you come over here and pick him up. Because she knew I was about to yeah. hop in the car again. She was like, Daniel, he will be fine. Pick him up tomorrow. But the fact that my friends stopped talking to me bothered me. And I didn't realize it until year, like maybe a couple years later, she had her own kid. And then she realized, mm-hmm. and she never really said sorry or whatever. We kind of just kind of work. We kind of processed it. And I never said, I told you so or whatever. I said, but this is what I told her. I said, this is what I was talking about. This is what you deal with. I said, you feel guilty for leaving your child. Mm-hmm. And you know that other people are capable mm-hmm. of taking care of your child. Mm-hmm. But you don't think that anyone is capable of taking care of your child like you are. Right. So then right. you feel guilty. You leave your child. But then you're like, well, dang, I got to leave early or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I said, so that's what I struggled with. She was like, I didn't get it. 
until I had my own kid. Mm-hmm. And I said, I wish you had said something to me. And we're closer now. But having your friends not talk to you because you're now a mom yeah. and you're trying and to you're navigate it. Mom, right. Hey, you know? I just felt, and, and when she had her kid, I wanted to be like, mm, we See? both right. it. But I didn't say <laughs> none of that. I was just like, you know what? She'll experience it. And now she's like, but I don't want to leave her. And then like a couple months later, she was like, I'm leaving her with her daddy. And I was like, see, you get yeah. to that point where you're okay yeah. leaving mm-hmm. your kid. And they could be screaming in the background, but yeah. you're like, peace out. I'll see you later. Fine. Yeah, they, they'll be fine. Right? Yeah. They'll be crying. Right. They'll be crying. Right. Running behind you. 30 minutes later, you call and you, they be like, what do you know? They outside oh, okay. playing. Yeah, right. And yeah. not a tear inside. You'll be like, oh, so they was really playing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like that for like the first year because, yeah. you know, like you said, you just like, I care for them. Yeah. You know, primarily. So I know what it is they like. Yep. I know, you know, when they're crying, most times I know what they want. Yep. So if I call and I'm checking, I hear them crying, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? What's yeah. wrong? But it's like, they're fine. Yep. They'd be fine. They'll be just they fine. Be really you fine. enjoy, you know, your time yep. out. Because I remember, I think, I don't know if my mom came here or if we were down there and I had gone out and I think I heard Aaliyah crying in the back. I was like, what's going on? She's fine. Right. She's fine. You stay out, you know, she's fine. We'll take care of it. I'm like, okay. Right. But at the same time, you you're sure? like, I know. At the same right. time, you're like, oh my On God. On side, you dying. <laughs> yeah. I'm out here. I want to drink for my baby. Right. Then you call back a few minutes later. You don't hear, oh, she's asleep. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. So yeah. what has been the best part about being a mom? Honestly, Everything, like mm. you know, like I mean, even like the hard times, just like you know, like terrible chews and stuff mm. like that. Like I look back and I'm like, oh, we made it through, right? Like, you know, like, we survived. We survived. Like we've been through some hard times together, mm. but like they're like my little best friends. Yeah. So mm. like I think the best part is like the unconditional love, mm-hmm. the fact that they look to me for support, guidance, advice, like. It's like uh, we have our own little tribe. Yeah. So, I mean, although there's so many hard things, I can't really pick out one thing that's the best other than the fact that we have a great relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I have a great relationship with my children. Like I know they can come to me. They trust me. They value my opinion. They they don't want to disappoint me, which Mm -hmm. is like um, that's good. Yeah. Like that's like an honor to me that you know they look to me with such dignity that they don't want to do anything to disappoint me. Right. So I think the relationship that we've built thus far in their young age is like the best part. I think that unconditional part, it always gets me because you even after you discipline them a, a minute or two later, because my son is stubborn, because he'll like leave the room. He's, he, he his daddy's son. Like, he'd be mad at me. He'd be like, mommy, I gotta talk to you. You hurt my heart. And I'd be like, okay, but then like five minutes later, mommy, give me hugs. And so that's the part that I wish I could bottle up and like when I'm having a bad day, I wish I could open it and that, you know, that yeah. happens. And feeling like I am his person because essentially I am. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I am his person. And so when he has a bad day, he wants to tell me when he has a good day, he mm-hmm. wants to tell me. Mm-hmm. And then the whole disappointment thing, like he'll tell me as soon as I pick him up, mommy, I had a good day at school. I was good. I was quiet at that time. Oh, you were buddy. So knowing that he wants to make me happy yeah. and see me smile because he was on his best behavior. Right. Makes me smile. And you know, that unconditional love, man, like that's just, mm. That'd be it. Like yeah. I wish I, I wish I could put it in a bottle. Yeah. I wish I could put it in a That's bottle. That's the best though. It is. It, it is. is. Especially when you just like 
that you're on your wits end and you just yeah. snap mm-hmm. and then two minutes later mommy and yeah. it's like and you I just feel bad so you, like, you feel like I just kirked on you yeah. and I won't even be your father that kirked on your bread you like, you be, that. Yeah, yes. you be in your mind you be like God, I just, I just messed my child up for life, and they, they done forgot about yeah. it. Like, well, dang. But. Right. Well, most if if I know I handled the situation right, in a, like not as best as I could, I'm just like, you know what, mommy was upset. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I, I snapped at you. You know, mommy's gonna do better. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, so that they know, okay, this isn't gonna be an yeah. everyday occurrence. Right. I'm not gonna yeah. always be snapping mm-hmm. at you. Yeah. It's just, you know, today I just couldn't take any more yeah. of whatever was going on. Yeah. But that's also a lesson. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. To them, that's accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when they yeah. see that you're taking accountability, like they'll reciprocate. Yeah. And they'll start, you know, that's a, a lesson that you didn't even realize yeah. you were teaching. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that, I mm-hmm. think that part when, cause I wasn't, I wasn't raised like that. I, when my parents yelled, it was, they yelled and they keep it moving. And yeah. so now, especially even, even if later on down the line, whatever happened came out and they were kind of wrong in the situation. It wasn't that. So trying to parent differently yeah. and not better, because I don't like to say yeah. I'm trying to parent better yeah. than my parents. I, you know, I've turned out pretty decent, but I don't want to ever say I'm trying to parent better than my parents. I just want to parent differently. Yeah. So when I get upset or I get angry, you know, I tell my son and I get down to his level. And I remember I used to laugh when I would see people do that. I'm like, wait, like, and so, but, and now that I'm doing it, I realize you don't want somebody towering right. over you, Barking at, at you. you. Right. So I get down and I look him in his eyes and I tell him, mommy had a bad day. Mommy is sorry. You know, because again, we weren't raised to, uh, when your parents said something, they said it. Yeah. They said oh, what they said. Yeah. And well, no discussion. Yeah, yeah. No. And I, you know, there are certain things that will be no discussion on. Right. But when I'm wrong, I want my son to know that I am human enough. And, you know, just because I'm mom doesn't mean that I'm right all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I apologize to him. We give hugs and then we keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when there's no discussion and he's like, mommy, I don't no, sir. This is what you're doing. I love you. And go on about your business. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So how do you guys, you have two children. And when you have two girls and Lene, you have a boy and a girl. How do you juggle spending time with them separately or with all you know how do you juggle that because i'm at the point now where i want to give kate and a sibling but i don't know how that would look like for me juggling two children two different personalities and then for him to have a sibling and to you know be that way so how do you guys do that for me i do a lot of things together mm-hmm. like we have family nights like a couple times a month where we'll do stuff all together but again I have a boy and a girl, and they are different, and they want different things. I have a 13-year-old, so <laughs> she absolutely doesn't really want to have anything to do with me. But, like, mother-daughter time with me and her looks like we get our hair done. Okay. We'll go get our nails done. With my son, he's into video games mm-hmm. so and sports. So I spend a lot of time, like, playing with him on his PlayStation or throwing the football around, or um, like just you know having that time with him. But I also make it a point that they spend time together. Mm-hmm. I try to you know make sure they realize that they are each other's best friend. Mm-hmm. So you know I'll have conversations with with my daughter because surely she's the one who needs to be reminded. <laughs> right. to, hey, don't leave your brother out. Right. <laughs> so I definitely have conversations with her to make sure that they also interact together but we do a lot of things together okay. mm-hmm. so they're, they're pretty easy yeah we try to do things together 
But sometimes the two of them just don't mix at that particular moment. So then we have to separate. Whereas like Leah's into the whole baking and cooking thing now. Mm -hmm. So she's watching baking shows. So I'm sitting there watching her with these baking competitions. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, that looks great. Oh, Mm -hmm. that looks horrible, you know. Mm -hmm. Or we'll watch movies together with Gianna. She's into like putting together puzzles or reading books. So we'll have our, our quality time together. And then when we're able to, we come together and we may watch a movie or... I don't know, harass their dad about something, <laughs> you know, or, you know, if they've done really well, we'll take them out to like the trampoline park oh. or somewhere fun mm-hmm. since, you know, we want to get out. They need to get out, right. lose some energy. So, you know, we'll take them out to do stuff like that. And then now that Leah's in cheer, you know, I'm the one taking her to practice. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, a long time right. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Gianna doesn't have to tag along because right. dad's unavailable, but it's usually me and her. So I'm sitting at practice. I'm watching the cheers. Right. I'm talking to her. I'm encouraging her. Mm-hmm. I'm walking her through it, you know, giving her things that I've seen that I'm just like, oh, you did great here, but come on, we need to practice more of this. Right. I'm down there practicing her with her. Like I should be down there practicing <laughs> any type of coaching. <laughs> but I'm trying my best to, right. you know, help her. So I think that has allowed us to have a lot more one-on-one time, um, which I'm sure she appreciates because I think because Gianna's four, she requires a lot more of my Mm -hmm. attention and her dad's attention. And sometimes I think she feels left out because Mm -hmm. we're constantly, like, we have to watch her. Like, we have to see what she's doing because she could do something that she, right. So it's not that we're neglecting you. It's just like we have to have more eyes on her than we do on you. But we want you to know that that doesn't mean that we feel any differently towards you. So and then and the funny thing is, she's the one that asked for the sister, you know, (laughs) (laughs) now that the sister's here, she's like, can we sit in her back? Can she go back in your belly? I'm like, no, ma'am. So next time you put in a request, make sure you put in all your requirements, your criteria before you ask for it. It's, it's funny that you say, you know, what you said, because I saw a meme that said, when you were talking about spending time with her and, you know, you don't need to be down there or whatever. And a meme I saw somebody posted on IG said, it had like a bubble above the mom's head. And she was like, I'm so tired. I've been the worst mom. I yelled, blah, blah. And then in the baby's bubble, it was like, I have the best mom ever. Mm-hmm. And so in our minds, we're doing, you yeah. know, we list all the bad things yeah. that we did that day to ourselves, to our child, or how we think that they viewed us. Mm-hmm. In actuality, they, they're not going to remember that. And yeah. I think that centered me because, like you said, we have moments where we're just so frustrated. We're crying. Because of work, because of them, we feel overwhelmed. We feel underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It's just so much emotion. And then the grand scheme of things, our children are just going to remember that we were there. Right. They're Absolutely. not going to remember all the yelling that we did to get them out of the door to go to the trampoline <laughs> right. park. Right. They just going to remember they went to the trampoline park on Saturday. Yes. Right? So I try to remember that in my dealings with them because we can be so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're so hard on mm-hmm. ourselves. But in the our children are going to remember that when they're 25 thinking about their childhood. Right. Come on, this is us episode. Cause that- yes. okay. <laughs> the tissue? Let me tell you, this is us sends me every time. And I feel like it triggers me, you know, because my mom passed away. And I, it triggers me every week. And I tell myself, I feel like, all right, Danielle. You, and I have a, I have a problem. What you're not about to do is you're not about to cry in front of the TV. And last week sent me because when he said, I don't have a mom anymore. And mm, I was just like, yeah, you know, I sobbed. And then when you were talking about how, you know, just managing yourself and then managing, you know, your child, it's been hard for me lately because I have to manage my feelings of grief and loss. 
and then helping my son understand mm-hmm. grief and loss because he he lost his grandfather when he was he was you know he he doesn't remember his pop pop he kind of remembers him but he doesn't but he had a relationship with my mom yeah. I, I made sure that he went down he took pictures with her he spent time with her and so when I had to explain to him that she was no longer here it was just like, well, where is she at? Can we go see her? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I don't understand that we can't see her. And so when I had to explain, you know, she's in heaven. Oh, well, we can take an airplane up there because he's been on that. We can take airplanes to her. And I was like, I wish we could do that. But heaven is not a place that we can go to right, right now. And so, you know, and then we were playing in the snow a couple of weeks ago and he was playing in the snow on the ground. And he was like, mommy, I'm going to, he was like, grandma's in the ground, but she's also in heaven. So having to manage how I feel mm-hmm. and then explaining it to him and then, feeling like I want to cry and have moments, but then feeling like, okay, Daniel, you got to reel it in because you don't want him to see you cry. But knowing that it's okay for him to see me cry Mm -hmm. because it's okay to feel sad that Mm -hmm. you lost somebody you love. So all of that is just like, and society tells you as a mom, manage your feelings because you don't want, you know, and it's just like, you know what? Damn that! Like you know what I'm saying. If I want to cry, I'm gonna cry. Yes, and then you know, yes, and then you know, raising raising a black boy, Mm -hmm. you know, in this society these days, we need men that are this way. We need men that are this way. And I'm like, I don't want my son to grow up and be not understand that it's okay to express emotion. It's okay Mm -hmm. to not communicate. I don't want his future, you know, whoever she he or she is, to be like. He doesn't know how to communicate. Yeah. And so and I'm that's trying compassion. Yeah. Right. And empathy. Yes. Yep. Like trying to explain to him that it's okay to express emotion. It's okay to talk about how you feel. And so of course when he reacts to certain things, I say, Well, buddy, are you sad? No. Are you mad? Are you angry? Like it's okay to be angry. It's mm-hmm. okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. But so it's just so much stuff that comes with being a mom that I feel like when when we watched our moms, we're just like Oh, she's she's just it's a breeze, not knowing that. Right. right. Yep. She like these kids. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember asking my mom that not too long ago because something <laughs> happened. I'm like, these two either gotta go or I gotta go. <laughs> One of Somebody us gotta, gotta go. go. <laughs> and I was like, how did you do it? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it was me and my sister for a while, and then my brother came ten years later. I was just like, how did you do it? Like, it's so much. Yep. And she was like, you know, support. Like mm-hmm. I had support. Yeah. You know, my grand like we were at my grandparents every weekend. Yeah. If we didn't show up, they'd be like, Where are the kids at? They coming? Mm-hmm. So just having that support system to back you up and just say, Hey, it's okay to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Hey, it's okay to be frustrated. Yeah. Hey, it's okay to oh have a good day or whatever it is. Like you're not by yourself. Like yeah. we're all experiencing the same thing. It happens, but we know that we're gonna work our way through it. And you, you need to take that break. Yep. Yeah. Whenever you're able to get away, get away. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something to be said about, you know, yes, I love my girl time with my girls and it's just my girls. But I love that my girls don't mind when I have to bring my kid out uh, you today. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, knowing that my knowing that my son is just as much loved by me as he is by them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if I do show up with him, they're not like, oh, you brought this little leecher. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, come on in. We got snacks, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I love that that our village it now includes our children. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that makes girl time sometimes a little bit more frustrating example right now <laughs> but also more enjoyable because our our children get to be friends and get mm-hmm. to make memories yeah. together so no that's a beautiful thing 
It really is. Especially since, you know, we've been friends and we have an established relationship and for so long and that, you know, we're so close that our kids can experience that. Right. Is also <laughs> is also a blessing. But yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm just like, I remember when I was carrying the both of them and I'm I'm looking at pictures because Gianna's always like, I want to see pictures when I was a baby. So I'm looking at pictures and I'm like, where did the time go? Yeah. Like Aaliyah's about to be 11 and we're already in the whole adolescent phase mm-hmm. and we're going to be moving into, you know, becoming a woman phase. And I'm just like, I'm not ready. Like, I don't want to have that conversation. Uh-oh. And I know it's coming because I, you know, I need to prepare myself. She needs to be prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, there's never any privacy in the bathroom. So she's seen and you know, everything and asking 50 million questions. But at the same time, it's just like, I have to sit down and be like, okay, this is what we need to prepare for. Here are the items you need to right. take care of that. <laughs> Put them in your backpack just in case. You know, mm-hmm. I pray it happens at home so that you and I can, you know, do what we need to do. But just it's just... me because I'm coming with the confetti for him. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh, like so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming, friend. I'm coming. 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 Like a try. Right. Pretty much basically. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's what that's what it is. It's... I'm just I'm breathing through it. Right. I'm just breathing through <laughs> Just like where did the time go? I I just I just had you. Like that y'all yes. hit different when it's your kid. Yeah. Like you see your friends and stuff dealing with that. You're like, oh okay, yeah, that's getting you know. on. Mm. But then when you realize your child yeah. is gonna be right. You, know, yes. right. you just be like, wait a minute, friend. Like, I'm, I'm not right. I'm, I'm looking at you. You're <laughs> next. Okay. I just went through it. Like <laughs> Yeah, and I may be calling you, be like, Nate, like, oh my gosh, like, I can't do this. Like, Man. yeah, she's gonna feel like that. <laughs> Man. I, to this, I'm still not ready, and it's it's coming on. Like, I mean, <laughs> right. I'm she used to it now. You still like, I'm like, still not ready. I can't deal. I can't do this. Uh, I got saw Taisha um, the other day, and you know, Carolyn, and she was saying Carolyn was gonna be 14. And I can't believe that. And I was crazy. like, yo. I said, baby red. She just looked at me. And I was like, I got a picture with you when you were like a baby baby. Yeah. She was just like, oh, she was on our little phone. Like, whatever. Like, right. You know, and just listening to, to Taisha talk about being a teenager. And I'd be wondering, well, we like this with our moms? Because I don't remember being that annoying. Like, I, But I think social media and oh, technology, yeah, of course, has changed yeah. the type of children that are being oh, raised. Very true. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my son knew how to use the freaking phone before he could use the potty. And so it's just like... Yeah. And speaking of that, what do you guys think about, like, you know, the whole thing with Kanye and Kim and Kanye being upset because Kim has, allows North to be on TikTok and he, I guess, feels as though... Does she have a page? Because I couldn't, I couldn't I keep up with the, the, the saga. I don't know. I, I don't know. She <laughs> has, like, it's always something. So my thing is, does she have a page or is he upset that she's just on social media? I think he's upset she's on social media. I'm not sure if she has her own personal page. I don't know. I I know I've seen pictures that have been posted up by Kim and like fan pages and stuff like that. But I I think it's more so from what I've seen, the videos, like she's doing these different dances and stuff like that. And I think using like little filters. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, I don't, I think she may be around Leah's age, maybe a little younger. Yeah, I just I think, think it's too young to be. I think that. I guess depending on what it is. Yeah, I, I think like 
social media is inevitable mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so many first of all there has to be an appropriate age where kids use social media I allow my kids to be on social media, but their pages are private. Right. And so I monitor who follows them. I Mm -hmm. monitor what they post. Right. You know, their friends are on it. So that's a way that they kind of communicate Communicate with their friends. friends. Mm -hmm. So I kind of get, like, you know, what, as far as Kanye, like, you know, like, he feels as though he should be involved in the decision whether or not she's on TikTok Mm -hmm. and social media. Mm -hmm. But let's be real about, like, you know, your whole life, like yeah, been it's on already been on, it's been on social media, right. on yeah, TV, internet, everywhere else, right. Bravo yeah, Network. right. And so um, that's what she was raised in. So why not yeah. expect her to do that? It's She's not a regular, like, regular kid. Yeah, I feel like as long as it's monitored and the, the right. parent mm-hmm. is making sure their child is protected, and, and it it sounds like she has rules to what she's allowed to post, oh, okay, okay. but. I just want to get y'all's opinion. On yeah, I did, I, could, yeah. I was confused about. First of all, you know, it's always something new in that Kanye yeah. song. And when he came out with Homegirl, I was just like, Kim 2.0, 1.5. Right. <laughs> and so when he was complaining about what North was doing, I was just like, Does she have a page? Is it that she's posting suggestive dances? Like, what is going on? And then, of course, you know, mom brain kicked in, and I went on to something doing something else, and I just couldn't remember what I was. I don't think she's doing up. anything inappropriate. Oh, okay, okay. But like you said, if it's been if it's monitored, she's been raised in social media. She's yeah. a celebrity kid, mm-hmm. and you know, hate to say it, celebrity kids have different sets of rules. Especially yeah. if you've been on Bravo, reality TV. Like, yeah. you know, that's that's what it is, and that's what she's used to. So to tell her that she can't do something that she's been doing before she even knew it existed. I think that's kind of crazy. And now because you want to, you don't want your life on display. Now you're going to tell your child not to do it. Like, mm-hmm. And then you're still putting your life on display by dating this, this woman. Like, sir. Yeah. I think it's like he's like questioning or putting a negative spin on how Kim is raising their child right. by allowing her to be on social media. Oh, okay. And I don't feel as though you mm-hmm. allowing your child to be on social media should be an attack on yeah, someone's parents. Yeah. It's not. Um, yeah. It's not. But if it's to the point where he feels, well, he feels he doesn't have a say in what's being shared, then okay, I can see that. That's a problem because although we're not together, we still have to raise our kids. So we need to discuss what's going on. Right. 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 So I could see him on that point. It it makes me wonder, though, of course, this is a topic like what it just it just lets you it just makes you wonder what the heck is going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, like I said, it's three sides to every story. Mm-hmm. You know, yours is and then the truth. And so it's just like, is he doing that because he's really feeling like he needs to have more a say in what's going on with his kids? Or is he saying that because to take the the limelight off of whatever he's doing over here with that, with the, the, the like, it's just, just drink your water and mind your business. Right, right, yeah, let me do that. Let me just do that right now because clearly I need to do that. Yeah. No, I feel like if the argument was just that or if, if that's the only thing he had to say was just about that, right. then maybe so. But right. he has a lot to say about yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, I saw he posted it. When I was driving over, I was like, damn, you know, yeah. wait until later on tonight. Because he said, I'm not going to do something about my black children. I was like, yeah. oh, what, yeah. sir? Like, you pulling out the race car? Yeah, I feel like it's. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like I said, like social media, especially like we're all on social media, Mm -hmm. and that's just kind of the way society, the direction society is moving Mm -hmm. into. So I feel like social media for children, as long as it's monitored and you're making sure that the people who they're following 
most importantly, because yep. you know, people social media has a huge influence. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. The people that they're following and the people who are following them mm-hmm. are aligned with your values and your yep. beliefs. I think it's it's okay as long as you manage it. I will say, looking at some of the the Kim and Kanye thing, and you know, of course, I don't know them personally because if I did. I would be somewhere else right now. You'll be there too, of course. You will be shooting this on a yacht. Right, exactly. (laughs) I feel like it made me feel bad for her. Um, Because, again, it goes back to the mom thing. I have to deal with going through this very public divorce Mm -hmm. with my husband, who is a celebrity. And then I have to raise our children, deal with their emotions, deal with my emotions. And then he is flaunting. And I'm flaunting. It's just so much yeah. stuff. It's just like, at what point do you just sit down somewhere? Right. right. Just, just stop doing Just stop doing and just be human for a second. Yeah, right. just stop posting. Thank stop you. being all over social media right. and just work through whatever needs yes, to be worked through and then part. come out on the outside. Right. Right. I feel like the discussion about the children right. online or in, in a public forum is a no-no. Right. Like, you want to be with this girl launch or whatever do you know right. I, I expect that you're a celebrity like just like even though him may not necessarily be flaunting her relationship paparazzi's everywhere right. yeah. and they catch like you know so i i expect their relationships to be a public forum right but i do not expect any arguments or disagreements or concerns about the children, the children yeah. to be on a public yeah program. right that shouldn't that shouldn't be and that's why i'm yeah. wondering i'm like why do you take the social media like you know, like, you know you talk about you don't know, yep no but, yeah and it's then and then it's like you know any other person like if you feel like one you you can't manage what's going on and then two you feel like you have no one to talk to Okay, I'll yeah. just go on social media. Mm-hmm. Someone's gonna give me what I'm right, looking for, right. you know. You gonna have some type of audience. You definitely gonna have an audience, regardless of whether it's a good one or a bad. One. Right. You have You'll have a bigger audience from this network. Oh, yeah, for sure. Will. For sure. Will. Yeah. So I would, I would say to you know all the first time moms, I would say just to reach out to friends or family members that you know who are already moms just reach out to them and just ask them as many questions as you need to to get clarification on what's to be expected you know ask them you know how they were able to you know become you know become the moms that they are how they were able to overcome you know if they did postpartum depression you know how were they were able to the balance between you know having one to now two, three kids, if you decide to have more, Mm -hmm. you know, just pick their brain, like get Mm -hmm. as much information as you can prior to having your child. I know I really didn't do that because I thought I knew it because, you know, I had a younger brother. My Mm -hmm. brother's 13 years younger than me. So my mom had him. I pretend like that was my baby. You know, Mm -hmm. I fed him, changed diapers. Mm -hmm. I, you know, play with them, this, that, and the other, but he wasn't my responsibility. Right. Like, I just took it with my mom when I knew my mom needed a break right. or she was asleep. I didn't have him 24 right. 7. So that's totally different. Yeah. So when I did have my first child, I was like, you know, I was going to expect all this. I should have, I should have totally talked to my mom about this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I should have really asked some yeah. questions. Right. You know, and you think, and just like, you know, society and like your, your, your significant other, your spouse, you just think because you're a woman and because you've had this baby that it's just going to snap, like, right. you know, exactly what to do. Right. And that's not, not always the case. Yeah. Like some things come uh, yep. in, in, mm-hmm. instinctual, but other things you're just like, I don't know. Oh, like yeah. he's crying. I've changed him. I've, I've burped him. I've held him. Right. Like, I don't know what's wrong, mm-hmm. you know? So it's in those cases where it's just like, just 
ask as many questions as you can and just find out, you know, other people's experiences. So at least you have an idea of, okay, if this happens, then I could at least try this and see if it works. What kind of advice would you guys share to first time moms? I would obviously make sure you have a strong support system. Mm. And even if you don't, like, always expect the unexpected. Like, because every child is different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even asking advice of your friends, like, you know, what to expect may not be the same. That's true. You know, (laughs) it's going to be your luck. (laughs) It's going to be totally opposite. It will work for your friend. It's not going to work for you. And that's okay. So always expect the unexpected, but in those moments, be patient with yourself mm-hmm. and be kind to yourself. Like I wish that I was more patient and I was more kind to myself in those early days, you know, dealing with things I didn't think I was going to ever have to deal with. But if you're patient and kind to yourself and you lead with love and you trust your instincts and as long as you're thinking in the best interest of your child and leading with love, you know, it's, it's you're going to have the right outcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with both of those groups of advice. Use your village. That was one thing mm-hmm. I learned mm-hmm. early on. You know, just when people ask, can they come over? Let them come over. When they want to just sit with you, even if it's, you know, I'm going to sit with you and I'll watch the baby while the baby sleeps so that you can sleep or you can take a shower. Mm-hmm. Like that, let them do it. Because for so, you know, we, as a first time mom, I was just like, oh, well. And I remember telling my god sister this when she told me, she told me, she forced, she told me, like she, it wasn't no, I'm, it wasn't an ask. She told me. Go upstairs and lay down. I got Caden. And I remember crying. I'm his mom. I'm supposed to be around him all the time. She was like, no, you are not Danielle. Go lay down. I have him. Mm-hmm. And I lay down after I finished crying, you know, for like an hour. And then I got up. And of course, he was fine. He was, you know, playing or whatever. But use your village. And like Lene said, be patient and be kind with yourself. Because this world is going to be hard enough on you for yeah, you. Be gentle with mm-hmm. yourself. And just to add to that, I was also say, send yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your first time. Yeah. Like, your baby didn't come with the manual. No. Like, you weren't I wish they you weren't downloaded with instructions right. on <laughs> what to do from start to end. Yeah. So just have some, have grace with yourself. Yeah. Like, just take it one day at a time, one minute, one hour at mm-hmm. a time. And just know that, you know, eventually you'll get into the rhythm of things. Mm-hmm. It comes. Yeah. So being a mom is a gift and a blessing. However, we can't overlook the fact that sometimes it is extremely difficult. Know that you are the mama that your kids need and that the sleepless nights, stressful days, and the engulfment of it all is worth it. You are not alone in this journey. There are mamas cheering, praying, and encouraging you along the way. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. I hope something was said that uplifted your day. In the event no one else has told you, you are beautiful, you are loved, and you are worth it. Till next time. Luckily, we get to break and reap the benefits of decisions. We decide by chance or enlightenment. By one step at a time, we'll conquer this. Talking over vocalized, discuss our problems. The solution resides sometimes in conversation. We had someone packing this baggage is advantageous. These here are our choices. Sometimes we can't avoid it, but at times we enjoy it. Other times we're up with these choices. 